It's now time for Talkin' Boxing with Billy C. It began as a podcast, went live on the net, and transformed into a full-blown empire. It's the only daily boxing talk show on the planet, hosted by the only guy with the balls to do it. Many have stepped into the ring. Many have tried to take the belt. And one by one, they've fallen. Another victim of the undisputed heavyweight champion of Boxing Talk Radio. Talking Boxing with Billy C is on now. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious, I want your heart. And we're coming to you live from the Billy C. Studios in Lake George, New York. I'm Bill Calagero, and it's time for the Billy C. Show. Good morning, good day, good evening. Blah, 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 blah. Whenever you're listening, whenever you're watching, I hope you're doing okay today. Today's show is being brought to us in part by Sal's Neighborhood Pizzeria and Italian Restaurant, located on beautiful St. Simon's Island in the state of Georgia. Check out the website, www.salsneighborhoodpizzeria.com, or give my man a call, 912-268-2328, 912-268-2328. Find out why I love to go all the way to St. Simon's to get a decent slice of pizza. Today's show is also being brought to us in part by the Sea Palm. <laughs> stumbled there. The Sea Palms uh, Resort, also on St. Simon's Island in Georgia, and speaking of the Sea Palms, we're doing our next Billy C get together. It will take place on August 25th and 26th at the beautiful Sea Palms. Now, what are we doing? We're going to have some boxing celebrities there, uh, and then some other people. We're going to have a meet and greet. We're going to have a golf tournament. Uh, we're going to have uh, uh, a special airing of uh, Billy C's boxing revisited. Uh, we're going to have a fun time. We're going to all march over to Sal's and uh, eat his food. And we'll be showing you the uh, McGregor-Mayweather fight so we can all uh, criticize the fight together because, uh, you know, we're all uh, nobody wants to shell out the money. So we want you guys to come on down and uh, have a good time, hang out with us. Uh, they got some great packages available. Uh, all you got to do is go to CPOMs. Uh, and, uh, you know, give them a call and mention Billy C. Uh, now, you the best way to get all the info from uh, the Sea Palms Resort, see what you're in for, just visit our website, billycboxing.com, and click on the Sea Palms banner, which is right there on the right-hand side. And today's show is also being brought to us in part by my book, Tom Molino, From Bondage to the Baddest Man on the Planet. Find out why this guy means so much to me and why we got to uh, uh, change the way history is written. They're, they just don't have it right. Uh, it's a true story. Uh, Tom Molino was uh, born a slave on a Virginia plantation, was forced into fighting against his will, ended up uh, fighting and winning his freedom and some cash, and uh, went on to become uh, America's first heavyweight champion, and then fought in the very first world title match. And uh, this guy... Find out why we got a five-star rating across the board. Get yourself a copy right now, uh, barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com. Or if you're looking to get a signed copy, just visit our website, 
BillyCBoxing.com and uh, click on the book. You can't miss it. Um, coming up uh, today, I, my main topic today is uh, Manny Pacquiao against Jeff Horn. We want to do uh, uh, some breakdowns and predictions. That's going to come up a little bit later on the show because I got some news to talk about today, uh, some interesting stuff that uh, I wanted to uh, uh, you know, give my thoughts on and, and hopefully get yours. Remember, if you take the time to drop us an email, we'll take the time to read it. Billy at Talkin Boxing. That's T-A-L-K-I-N-B-O-X-I-N-G.com is uh, where you send them. And uh, we got a couple of emails to read today and uh, respond on it. And when I say we, I mean me and this guy right here. Joining me, my partner in crime, Sal, Rocky, Senecola. What's up, Sal? I didn't even notice. Were you not ready? Or you were you ready? <laughs> no, I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready. Oh, all right, I'm, ready. All right. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm sitting there wait, wait, waiting to, to flip the camera switch. And uh, uh, all of a sudden, when you were laughing, I was like, uh-oh, wait. Because, you, know, you know, you you were still in your feety pajamas not three minutes ago, right? Three minutes. Two. Three. Three. Three minutes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Uh, what was the name? Frank. Frank. No. What? No, Jeff. 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 Jeff, that's what Jeff Horn's going to be saying uh, on uh, on Saturday night. We'll get to that a little bit later. But I wanted to get your thoughts on some stuff. First and foremost, some news. Uh, Victor Ortiz. Uh, you know, Victor Ortiz. You know, I, I don't. I, I can't. I can't figure this guy out. Uh, Victor Ortiz. He'll forever be etched in my mind, whether it's fair or not. He'll be forever etched in mine. My mind um, that. You know, after he uh, uh, got um, beat up, uh, he, he says, uh, um, and, you know, on a post-fight interview, he says, no one should ever take a beating like that. And I'm saying to myself, you're a professional <laughs> boxer, you know. Um, you know, if you sign up to be a boxer, you got to assume that part of the job is you're going to take a few shots every now and then. I'm not suggesting that fighters need to take a full-blown beating, you know, no. but... Uh, it comes with the job. I mean, if you're a carpenter or or a, a lawyer or or a, an accountant or a, a mechanic or any other job, a, a pizza restaurant owner or whatever, um, you, you know, okay, you're not supposed to take a beating in those fields. But if you sign up to be a boxer, you know, and um, he also he also isn't you know as much as he seems to be a likable guy. Boxing fans don't care too much for him well he's returning to the ring yet again uh and uh he will be uh, uh fighting at the end of july uh he uh, has a record of 36 wins i'm sorry 31 wins six losses and a couple of draws he's taken on uh saul corral who's got a record of 24 and 9 with 15 wins coming by knockout a fight that sticks out in everybody's mind is the sucker punch fight the last uh, knockout that uh, floyd mayweather had he will be getting another one uh, uh, when he fights uh, uh, Conor McGregor. But the the last knockout that Floyd had, as far as I recall, was the time he sucker punched uh, Victor Ortiz. And I say it was a sucker punch because um, the referee, uh, Joe Cortez, lost control of it. And uh, basically Mayweather just hit this guy when his hands were down and, uh, and knocked him out. What's your thoughts on Victor Ortiz and his return July 30th? Well, you know, I wish him a lot of luck. You know how I feel about people coming back in the ring and, and uh, having some unsaid business finished or completed or come full circle in their own mind. And and uh, I think he's got to uh, do this for him. And But 
Is it going to be the Victor Ortiz that uh, <laughs> that's going to say nobody should take a beating like this? I mean, right then and there, uh, is that the fight or flight syndrome showing through? Is this is this guy's, you know, his best days uh, are, are probably past him now, and he's looking to uh, um, come up and come up with a with a quick plan to make some big money and to, you know, go out a winner. But uh, you know, the, all those plans don't always get fulfilled the way you intention uh, your, your intentions are. So, uh, you know, I, I, I wish him the very best. I hope he does well. Um, like to see if he still has a little bit left uh, in the tank to, to show everybody. But, uh, you know, right then when he's giving that kind of an interview, nobody should take a beating like this. He's already on the uh, downslope as far as uh, competitive boxing. You know, I, I, I don't know if I'm f- it's fair for me to uh... – to, to keep that in the back of my mind. Um, no, it's fair. It's and, fair. You know, it's a statement. I, yeah, and it was just, you know, and we didn't see him for a while, and then, I don't know. But uh, I, I hope, uh, I wish him the best, but, uh, you know, like I said, you know, the, the two main things that stick out in my mind with Victor Ortiz was uh, was that comment after the fight with Madonna and then uh, uh, and then the being sucker punched by Floyd Mayweather. and And to me, and, and, you know, not to beat up on Floyd Mayweather, but, uh, you know, everybody that knows me knows I'm not a fan of Floyd. But to me, that showed that he is nothing. I mean, that showed what he is. He's a punk. I mean, Floyd to I me is a punk. I think you're coming around, though. I think you're coming around. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. I, I respect <laughs> Floyd. I respect <laughs> Floyd's talent in the ring. I know but I don't I think he's a great human being. I think he's a, 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 basically a scumbag, you know, but... Uh, but that's my opinion there. And everybody has their opinion. The, the thing that bothers me the most about Floyd, you know, like you, we talk about the last couple of days, we've been talking about rematches and how great they are in boxing. And, yes. And, exactly. and, you know, one of the things that I look for in a rematch is if the fight is close. Now, if, if the fight isn't close, you know, a guy gets knocked out. Um, then, you know, I could see no need for a rematch. But if the fight is close or there was any type of controversy involved, I think rematches are good, especially if it's two marquee names. You know, and I get these comments from people about Floyd. Oh, Floyd schooled so-and-so. Why should he give him a rematch? And, you know, I, the definition of schooling a fighter might be different. You know, I, I, to me, Floyd wins fights. And he, you know, wins them uh, by being in a position where no one can hit him. But he's not destroying people. He's not knocking people out. He's not hitting them with a barrage of punches. And the definition of school, to me, means somebody that dominates a fighter from start to finish. That's schooling a fighter. Somebody that exchanges. And and Floyd has been in somewhat, maybe the scorecards don't indicate it, but he has been in somewhat close fights that, you know, Giving a guy a rematch after they went 12 rounds with somebody, don't you get a better feel for him? Don't you perform better in the second time? I think on the losing side, yes, you do. I mean, both both sides should be because they're familiar. They could take what they uh, saw they did earlier that was a flaw or that was a deficit, and they can turn it around. And that's why I, I always do like to give uh, – an opportunity for uh, or, or say that a, a fighter getting a rematch, you know, does his homework. He does go to school and he does see exactly where he messed up and how he lost that fight. And he tries to negate that going forward. And uh, so it's a good opportunity. 
Um, not hey, Sal, to Sal, I don't, Sal, I don't want to interrupt you and finish this thought, but um, there's something that you'll like. We just got uh, in on Facebook Live, which we simulcast. And by the way, if you're watching on Facebook, um, don't forget uh, the full TV version where you get the different, the better quality mm-hmm. camera and everything is up on uh, uh, our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash talkin, T-A-L-K-I-N, boxing, B-O-X-I-N-G. And Sal, we just got a, uh, a shout out uh, from uh, Ottavio Di Leo. Uh, he says, Buongiorno from Italy, Sal. Uh, so I figured I'd stop you right there. We love, uh, both Sal and I uh, are, are Italian heritage and uh, uh, would love to do shows in Italy, wouldn't you, Sal? Buongiorno, Ottavio. Come stai? Wouldn't we love to do a live show in Italy? Oh, you, are you kidding me? I still have my family. I'm first generation. My family's still in Italy. My mother was born in Ischia. Off the island of Naples by Capri, and her last name was Bacchinfuso. And then my father, Jenny Cola, they're all from uh, San Fernando de Loaria, up by the Campania region outside of Benevento. I would love to do a show in Italy. Let's go. I'm packed up right now. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I, I, I'll just walk out right now if we can get it. But anyway, finish your thought. I'm sorry. I forgot. I yeah. mentioned Italy. That's 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 uh, my 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 blood my blood yearns to go to Italy. We were talking about Victor Ortiz, but I'm gonna be my next wife. Yeah, I'm moving. Yeah, me too. I would. Uh, I'd like to. Uh, we'll move on. I, I HBO, uh, their next fight that uh, they'll be doing, I guess, will be the uh, Miguel Cotto uh, Yoshirio uh, Kamagagi fight, which. You know, I say this all the time, the two biggest divas in the sport of boxing, Andre Ward, clearly number one, but right close behind him, uh, Miguel Cotto. And uh, HBO is going to be broadcasting this fight on uh, uh, August 26th, the same night that, um, you know, uh, McGregor will be fighting uh, Floyd Mayweather. And that's going to be interesting. Maybe we could actually show both of them somehow uh, with our get-together. But... uh, uh, they added another fight, and it, Ronnie um, uh, Rios, uh, who's a uh, t- talented uh, uh, top contender in the Super Bantamweight division, 28-1 uh, with 13 knockouts, uh, will be uh, challenging the WBC World uh, Super Bantamweight champion, Ray Vargas. Uh, so they're adding that fight uh, to the undercard. Uh, that might be a much more competitive fight than Kodo Yamagagi, even though Kamagagi is a is a come at you type fighter and stands a good chance of beating Kodo because Kodo's inactivity uh, plus the mileage on him, it's only a matter of time when he just fizzles out, right, Sal? Well, you know, Kodo, he's one of those tough old warriors, and and uh, you know, I'm gonna say that uh, you know he's gonna keep trying to reinvent himself or resurrect his his old uh, boxing body uh, the way it used to be. And, and, you know, one day he's going to enter the ring. He's just not going to be there. But uh, I'm not saying this day is going to be – well, I'm not saying this day is going to happen now. What I'm just trying to say is one day this day may come. And, uh, you know, he'll be be, – he might be taking a taking a, a couple shots that uh, he normally would not have taken, but 
I, I, I like Cotto. He's got a history. He's got everything else. And I know he's getting up there, and uh, he's got to be careful now. He really does. Well, your impression of Don Corleone makes uh, makes you sound like you took a couple of too many shots yourself there. Buddy. I still got to gotta make an offer. You can't refuse. Hey, well, you work on that. We're going to take a short little break. <laughs> And when I come back, I got some other news to talk about. We got some emails. And we want to break down officially Manny Pacquiao against uh, Jeff Horn. That's scheduled for this weekend. And because uh, uh, programming note, we will not be doing a live show tomorrow. Uh, so we want to get this out of the way today. So don't go nowhere. We'll be back in two. Billy will be right back. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now. Or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're watching and listening to the Billy C Show. Glad you could be with us. And speaking of being with us, don't forget, we want you to be with us on August 25th and August 26th. We're going to be doing a Billy C get-together on beautiful St. Simons Island in Georgia at the Sea Palms uh, Resort. Uh, Make sure you uh, come on down. Not only are we going to have some boxing celebrities there for you to rub elbows with and hang out with, uh, we'll have a, an official meet and greet with uh, food and everything included. We got some package deals available. We're gonna have a golf tournament on the PGA golf course at Sea Palms. Uh, we'll be showing the uh, joke of a fight, McGregor and Mayweather, so we can all uh, watch it together. And we're also gonna be uh, letting you guys see and be part of uh, a Billy C's Boxing Re- Revisited show, uh, a new program that Sal and I are working on that uh, we've already released. Uh, our first of four episodes that are going to be uh, beginning to air on television uh, later uh, in the middle of uh, July, I should say. And we'll keep you posted on that. So be part of a great weekend. It's uh, Friday and Saturday, the 25th and 26th. Uh, make your plans right now. Visit our website, billycboxing.com, and click on the Sea Palms banner. Give them a call and uh, mention the Billy C. Uh, uh, event and they will uh, give you the uh, options. I think it's around. I think for double double occupancy, I think you get somewhere. Don't hold me to it, but I think it's somewhere around two hundred and thirty bucks per person. You get the room, both rooms. You get access to the. Uh, uh, you get access to the meet and greet and the food there. You get breakfast both days. You get the golf. And the Mayweather-McGregor uh, fight. Are you kidding uh, me? Yeah. That, all that for that? But That's wait, there's, good. But no, wait, there's more, Sal. But no, wait, there's more, Sal. Because if there's they more. act now, now they get to like come Ron over to your pizza the, place and eat your pizza. Because if they act now, they get that too. So, I mean, uh, come on now. You know, we're going to be doing that as well. So, yeah, it's going to be a great time. Anyway, um, the World Boxing Super Series, which we've been talking mostly about the Cruiserweight division, uh, they are also doing a super middleweight, uh, um, I guess, uh, you know, tournament. Uh, let's refer to it as a tournament. Uh, great fighters uh, in the cruiserweight division already uh, committed. Uh, but before yesterday, in the super middleweight division, only uh, 
the uh, WBA super uh, middleweight super champion, you know, because WBA's got 100,000 different champions for every single weight class. Georgie Groves, he was uh, uh, confirmed. But uh, yesterday they confirmed two more undefeated fighters, Eric Skokeland, uh, who's 26-0 with 12 knockouts, and Jamie Cox, who's uh, 22-0. and uh, he's also uh, uh, confirmed, so they got uh, uh, five more to uh, announce. So uh, this that that tournament's shaping up, Sal. Oh boy, it sounds like it is, and you know they're going to get more and more uh, names in there. And I think uh, I think it's going to be a great way to let the cream rise to the top. Yeah, well, I, listen, the super middleweight division um, is uh, uh, the super middleweight division is, you know, I, I think. I like the super middleweight division, and I, and I think it's got a little more popularity here in the States than the cruiserweight division. But I personally hope that the cruiserweight division gets some more recognition because of this tourney. Uh, I, I, think it's a, I think it's a division that gets overlooked, at least here in the States. And we talked about this the other day. It really shouldn't because, you know, it's it's big guys. It's, it's basically heavyweights of yesteryear fighting each other. And uh, most of the time they're in good shape, so. Well, it's true. I mean, you know, they're they're just a little bit smaller than with some of these mega heavyweights today, but they're a little bit, uh, you know, in between with the, just getting that 175-pound limit. So, you know, I think the cruiserweight division gets a bad rap, doesn't get the attention, but it's a bona fide, solid, uh, validated division. I really think it is. It just... It's caught between a rock and a hard place, or better yet, it's caught between light heavyweight and heavyweight. And uh, and the bottom line is, you know, the glamour used to always be on the light heavyweights or the heavyweights. Then pops up the cruiser division, cruiserweight, and uh, you know, it, it's like it's like the halfway platform. Uh, uh, you know, one 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 step or the other, you're gonna lose weight, you're gonna gain weight. Uh, so it, it's kind of the buffer. You who know, are you? Every, every who, sport needs a buffer. Who are you, the heat miser? Just put one <laughs> foot in front of you know, the other. We, we need a buffer, but, uh, Senator. Anyway, it's a buffer. We got uh, some other news with uh, Durrell. Every time I hear the last name Durrell, whether it's Durrell. Anthony Durrell or Andre Durrell, we got uh, all kinds of, of, of crazy stuff. You know, the last time we heard Durrell's name, we heard about... Andre Durrell's uncle sucker punching uh, Jose Uzugay and, and after that fight, uh, we all know the story of that. It's pathetic. Uh, this uh, we even Larry Hazard, my man Larry Hazard, uh, mentions that you know when the Durrell camp comes to uh, the state of Jersey, uh, you know there's always problems. You know and uh, you know these guys, uh, you know I, they're synonymous with problems. It seems you know and it's a shame. Right. Uh, well, you know. Here we go. We got some more problems. Apparently, uh, the vacant WBC super middleweight title between Callum Smith, who, in my opinion, has earned it. He's 22-0 with 17 knockouts. And Anthony Durrell, which I'm, I'm shocked that he gets a shot here. I mean, he's 30 wins, one loss, and one draw with 24 knockouts. And, you know, I know it's a feel-good story, him beating cancer and all that stuff. But really, when you look at his ring uh, record and, and who he's fought, and how he's won some of these fights, it just it just seems like he got a fast track, and uh, you know I, I can't help but think that it's part of uh, partly due to you know uh, Al Heyman, his manager, or whatever Al is. But uh, it would it's been rumored that this fight uh, will, uh, which was scheduled to to take place uh, in September, September 9th, uh, 
But as of now, uh, no place or even an undercard has been announced. I mean, it seems like they're in a, they're at a uh, at an impasse and uh, you know getting some stumbling blocks preventing them. And now they're thinking about uh, the fight being postponed to October. I'm thinking it has something to do with the fact that the winning promoter, which is TGG TGB uh, Promotions who's basically uh, one of the uh, underlings of Al Heyman, uh, who won the bid, who won the championship bid, $1.6 million, is realizing that they overbid for this fight, Sal. And this is typically what happens when a promoter, Don King did it two times in a row, overbid for fights. Then he realized that he can't get anybody that's interested in terms of television revenue, uh, no big interest from the fan base, and thus uh, saying to themselves, oh my God, I'm going to be losing a boatload of cash on this. I wouldn't be surprised if this fight gets uh, canceled altogether or the WBC is very strict when you win a post, uh, when you win a, uh, a purse bid and you can't come up with the money, they basically yank that right from you and offer another purse bid. What's your thoughts on that? Wow, that's, uh, that's a whole bunch of hula hoops there. And uh, I, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, they're going to either have to scrap it or, uh, or, 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 or start from scratch. Uh, that's, uh, that's over chomping the bid a little bit. The bid, get it? The bid. And uh, I, I, I tell you, it's uh, it just adds to the dimension of what's going on in fight game. And uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. How this is going to pan out? But they'll probably they'll probably have to restructure uh, the whole thing thing from the beginning. You know how we're always saying, uh, you know, as goes the heavyweight division, so goes boxing. Well, uh, there's a, uh, a a a, a two time Olympian super heavyweight who won the the bronze medal. Now, in the amateurs, super heavyweight uh, is, uh, you know, the bigger guys. Many people think that now pro boxing should have a super middleweight division. I'm, I personally don't think so, but um, he uh, has Don't they won, have uh, it in the form of a junior? No, I'm teasing. You know what, you, you, your comedy routine today, uh, you need to, you know, maybe maybe you, you need to get more sleep or something because, you're, you know, I'm starting to hear crickets from the, from the fan base. But um, we got uh, two-time Olympian. Uh, Ivan uh, Duchko, and Duchko uh, is six foot nine, Sal, and uh, he just signed a deal with uh, Henry Rebalta's team uh, out of uh, Florida, and uh, we should nine. be hearing uh, about his first first fight soon. But uh, six foot nine, man, is the complexion of the heavyweight division changing or what? I think so. He's going to need oxygen up there. Uh, six foot nine. See that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. I gotta get. Okay. I gotta. I think you need some oxygen. My jokes are bad this morning. I I gotta start all over. They're pretty bad. They're bad. I know. But uh, you you need six foot nine. Are you you, kidding me? I mean, he's well. I guess he's not as good. I guess he's not as good in basketball. So that you know, he decided to become a a fighter. You know. But uh, speaking of heavyweights, Ator Spitzko, who who I like, you know, he's he's by today's standards, he's he's a small heavyweight, and Adam Konaki who's uh, 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 another undefeated, uh, well, is uh, not undefeated, but Konaki uh, is undefeated, uh, both Polish fighters. They will be, uh, I believe this is going to be the first fight at the uh, uh, new uh, NYCB Live venue, which used to be the Nassau uh, Coliseum, uh, on July 15th. 
And uh, Adam Konaki says, uh, I think that Styles makes fights. My style is perfect for his style. I come forward and bring pressure. And he's been dropped so many times, I think his chin is probably gone. It's hard to recuperate from a knockout like he had against Deontay Wilder. And, uh, you know, I, I, I hear that uh, quote. And, uh, you know, sometimes fighters uh, that have these rah-rah trainers, and I'm not suggesting Kaunaki does, maybe he does, they start to believe the stuff that's whispered in their ear and shouted at them. And if you're going into a fight thinking that your opponent has a weak chin based on his last knockout, and I'm not saying that that couldn't be the case, I don't know. I think that's going into a fight, uh, a gunfight with a gun that's not loaded all the way. What do you think, Sal? I don't know. I, I'd have to say, you know, see, a fighter wants to believe what he wants to believe when he wants to believe it, in a sense that if it makes it feel good, he can rationalize it, and that's good. And, you know, if he feels this guy's got the, a questionable chin after uh, uh, a couple episodes or, or a couple big shots, you know, hey, who knows? It's a calculated uh, guess, but uh, uh, let him go in there charged up thinking that. And what's the worst-case scenario he's going to do? He's going to land a combination, land some big shots, and the guy's going to be standing. Well, he's going to have to go back to the drawing board and know that the guy could take a shot. Or he doesn't have enough power to, to, to uh, end the fight with a shot. So... Uh, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's neither here or there. When you're when you're stepping in the ring of battle, you you've got to have you, you, yourself across the board prepared, ready, and and willing to endure uh, the fight on all levels. That's my point, and I'll respond to that in about two minutes because we're going to take a short break. So uh, don't go nowhere. Billy C will be right back. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now, or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're watching. The Billy C Show. Glad you could be with us. And don't forget about being with us on August 25th and 26th down in St. Simons Island for the Billy C Get Together. Two days of activities. Uh, we're going to have some demonstrations going on. My man uh, Sherman Henson, renowned trainer out of Tampa, will be doing uh, some demonstrations. And Sal, you uh, you you volunteered. You already said, hey, I'm the guy. I want him to. I'm the guy. I'm, yeah. the, I'm, I'm going to get in the ring. I'm going to. I'm going to be the demonstrate Well, there might not be a full ring set up, but yeah, and hopefully Sherman. Give, just give me a, hey, I don't care if it's a phone booth. So, just give uh, me some, give me, give this here bull a stage where this here bull could rage. Well, let me tell you, I, my man Sherman, I'm going to slip him a couple of bucks and tell him, hey, just, uh, you know, hit him a little harder with the mitts. You know what I mean? You know, that's and, all, uh, that's all. We'll see. But uh, anyway, before we went to break, we were talking about, um, Adam Konak, uh, Konaki's uh, comment, and you know, counting on the the uh, uh, he's counting on on Artur Spitzka's chin to be weak. My point, Sal, was that you know, hopefully, this is just him talking, and they're not basing their home game their whole game plan around their assessment that Spitzka's chin is has been weakened after the knockout loss to uh, Deontay Wilder. My point is, you know, normally 
I, you know, when you're going to make a statement, I, to me, I like to my fighters to say, if they say anything, I like them to say, you know, we got multiple game plans. You know, I think today, uh, because the lack of talented and educated trainers and teachers, and that's the key word, the lack of teachers in boxing, I think we get rah-rah men. They, they uh, you know, basically uh, uh, focus on one thing and never have a plan B or C or even D uh, and that's what separates a good trainer from a not good trainer, the guys that can make the adjustments during the fight. And you're so right. And, and like I said, you know, every time we talk and we have something like this, it, it, it really gives me a chance to go back in my mind, memory lane, and, and think of the moments that stand out where I was in a similar situation. And, you know, and I, and I, and I look at the, the trainers that I had in, in my life and have been blessed with. Man, I'll tell you. And we always had a plan B. When something didn't work, you know, we, we always changed it up. Or even if we, we, we didn't intend to go to that, we knew how to draw from it and to, to, to adjust. And <clears throat> it was something that we, uh, you know, we communicated with. You, you knew your trainer. Your trainer knew you. And it wasn't just a rah-rah man. And, uh, you know, uh, like I said, uh, I've had nothing but the, the warmest thoughts of, of – of uh, my re uh, relationships with some of my trainers and the the, the good ones that really uh, really uh, it felt like uh, okay we're gonna do this we're gonna do that but and, you know <laughs> and it was it was me out there but it was like wow this trainer you know it's more than just a rah rah man you got to have confidence in your trainer you got to believe in what he says because he's the pair of eyes that could see things that that you are just in the heat of battle you you don't have the vision to see everything going on around you right well at times well that's that's the most most important thing in uh in my opinion but um spitzka said uh, i have heard the talk from konaki about my chin but there's nothing that he can say once we're in the ring on july 15th everyone will see my power and it will verify that i am the better fighter we've talked a lot today but on the 15th only our fists can talk, and I can't wait to perform in front of everyone. I'll show the whole world Good that answer. I'm ready for another shot at the world title. So uh, we'll see what Good happens. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, you know, I, I got uh, some more uh, uh, talk about the uh, heavyweight division, um, and then uh, also light heavyweight division uh, concerning uh, uh, you know Joe Smith Jr. and stuff. But uh, let's uh, let's start talking about the the main uh, which I thought was going to be the main topic of the show today. The big fight this weekend uh, between Manny Pacquiao and uh, Jeff Horn. Uh, I'll oh, yeah. break down and give you my official predictions, which, uh, you know, I mean, you don't need a crystal ball uh, to figure out uh, who's going to win this one, at least in my opinion. But uh, Jeff Horn, uh, he is uh, uh, he is the challenger uh, because Manny Pacquiao uh, owns the uh, WBO World Welterweight title. Who is Jeff Horn? Well, that's the big question. Uh, who is this guy? You know, uh, uh, that's the... Uh, a big question that everyone's asking because his whole career has been fought from the land down under, in the land down under, I should say, uh, or on the land down under. I don't know, in Australia, man. You know, that's what I'm talking about. You know, put Boxing it on kangaroos. Yeah, that's, that's it. He's been fighting the kangaroos. Uh, but uh, he's no 29 offense. years old, and the computer ranks him at number 12 in the world as a welterweight. Uh you know, he is uh, currently, or, or I don't know if they made him uh, uh, give up the title, but the WBO Intercontinental uh, welterweight uh, champion. 
You know, it's funny. Every time I hear Intercontinental, I can't help but think of, you know, wrestling, wrestling, you know, because they're the ones that had the Intercontinental and all that. And all of a sudden, boxing uh, started doing it. But, uh, uh, you know, when I look at... I think of of Breakfast Buffet. When I think of... uh, I think of... uh, uh, What's his name? Uh, uh, Bret Hart. That's who I think of. But anyway, uh, Jeff Horn... Uh, is 29 years old, nine years younger than Manny. Uh, he's five foot nine, which is giving him a, almost a four inch height advantage. And at 68 inch arm reach, he, he actually only has a one inch reach uh, advantage. Uh, when I look at this guy's uh, experience, Sal, he's only fought 17 times, and he hasn't even hit 100 rounds in those 17 fights yet. He's got 349 rounds less than what Manny Pacquiao has uh, has fought as a pro. He's got a record of 16 wins, no losses, and one draw, 11 of his wins coming by knockout. But when you look at his resume, uh, all you see, at least all I see, is two names that he deserves credit for, even though both of the fighters uh, he faced, that I'm going to say, uh, he faced at the end of their careers, um, but he knocked them both out, which, you know, is is a good thing. Randall Bailey, he knocked out. Uh, well, Randall Bailey couldn't continue. Uh, he got a, a, a seven-round uh, stoppage in that one. He fought Randall Bailey in 2016, eight in April of last year. And then uh, in his last fight, which was December of last year, because he fought three times last year, has not fought yet this year, uh, he beat Ali Funica who was actually a, a pretty good fighter, but again, passed his prime and stopped him uh, in uh, in six rounds. He's a one-dimensional fighter, in my opinion. You know, he's a power puncher. Uh, you know, he tries to knock you out. He, he has a tendency to stand up straight. Um, I, I, really, uh, I, I really don't know what he's expecting. Uh, from what I understand <coughs> against uh, Manny Pacquiao, he's expecting to uh, uh, beat him uh, with the short shots. Um, and uh, hope that uh, he can do uh, like uh, Juan Manuel Marquez did to Manny Pacquiao and uh, catch him and, and drop him. Uh, he does have punching power, as, as I stated, uh, 65% knockout ratio uh, for, uh, for Jeff Horn. When you look at Manny Pacquiao, currently the WBO world champion um, in the welterweight division, this is uh, a former multi-division world champion uh, currently the welterweight champion of the WBO, like I mentioned. But this guy has won uh, titles in seven other divisions. He's the only uh, eight-division world champion, uh, which uh, which says a lot. The computer has him ranked at number one. Now, many people might argue that and say that uh, there's some other welterweights out there that are better than him, but none of them can compare the resume that Manny has. He's 38 years old. He's five foot five and a half, and he's uh, got a 67-inch reach. He's uh, a southpaw, and the thing that makes Manny Pacquiao so difficult to beat is that uh, he's got you know uh, you know hand speed, uh, lightning. Uh, even though he's slowed down a bit now uh, at 38 years old, he's still very fast. But the thing that's so hard to to beat with Manny Pacquiao, and likewise, it's very hard to get sparring partners to emulate it is the angles in which Manny throws his punches. They got the, You're contending with the speed that's coming at you and the angles that's coming at you. He has a tendency to dart in, dart out, uh, throw punches from all angles uh, as you uh, catch the punch coming 
with your eye, whether you're going to block it or whatever. Uh, there's another one coming from some other place, and it's very hard to defend over a, uh, over a course of a fight. His, uh, he's got 67 fights under his uh, belt. He sits on a record of uh, 59 wins, 38 uh, coming by knockout, which incidentally, his knockouts alone, he's got 21 more knockouts than, than Jeff Horn has total fights, which is uh, uh, pretty amazing to me. He does have six losses in which he was stopped three times. Uh, he has two draws uh, on his record. Um, his knockout percentage is 57%. Uh, his last knockout came uh, a uh, kind of a while ago. His last knockout was, uh, uh, let's see, his last knockout came against Miguel Cotto way back in 2009. Uh, he's been knocked out since then. He's uh, won his last two fights after he lost that snooze fest against Mayweather. He did uh, say uh, after the fight, I, I hurt my shoulder. I, 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 that's why I lost the fight. I, I hurt my shoulder. So he did make uh, all kinds of uh, excuses after the fight. Um, some people believe he actually won the fight. I'm not one of them. Uh, although uh, I, I'm not a big fan of uh, Mayweather or his style or anything about the man, he certainly beat Manny Pacquiao uh, that night in 2015. I, for one, would have loved to see a rematch. Uh, and uh, the only reason is because I want Manny to fight at 100% and make no excuses should Mayweather beat him again. But uh, as Manny went on with his career after the Mayweather fight, he fought and beat Timothy Bradley, who I feel is a pound-for-pound -pound top fighter, and then he won the title against Jesse Vargas in his last fight, November of last year. And we all know Floyd Mayweather chose uh, Conor McGregor, a guy that's never fought uh, professionally in a boxing ring before and uh, hasn't even fought uh, on the amateur level before. And uh, Floyd chose that uh, type of a fighter versus uh, Manny, who, uh, you know, many people believe the Jeff Horn fight uh, is a, a tune-up for a possible rematch. I don't think Floyd will fight anyone after he beats McGregor. So uh, who knows what's going to happen with, with Manny after the Jeff Horn fight. How do I think the fight's going to go? Well, I think Manny Pacquiao is going to knock out Jeff Horn. Uh, it's not going to go eight rounds. I, I, this fight might even end very quickly in the first or second round. But I'm predicting Manny Pacquiao by knockout to score his second knockout since knocking out Miguel Cotto in 2009, which, man, that seems like a, a long time ago. Uh, I believe Manny Pacquiao will knock him out despite being on his cell phone during press conferences and not taking this fight too serious and all these other things that he's being criticized for. Manny by knockout inside eight rounds. Sal, what's your thoughts on the fight and your official prediction? Ditto. That's it. Okay. You, man, Billy, let me tell you something. I love listening to you, breaking it down and everything else. Because, man, it, it, that's, that's exactly how I see this fight going. I was going to say maybe within six rounds, but I, I definitely do not see this fight going past eight rounds. And, again, not taking away from Jeff Horn because this is his moment. This is his opportunity that, uh, you know, he's been fighting in his own country uh, under the radar for all these years and i mean he's only got 17 fights and uh basically you know it's 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 time to step up and this is his corners and his uh uh team's cash in fight i mean basically this is it and uh he he's going to be 
coming out here looking to do what he could do with his punching power. But, you know, you're going to see him exposed. You're going to see what he's going to be doing, stepping in a world-class pool and a world-class ring with Manny Pacquiao. And it's 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 he could have all the power in the world. Manny's going to be ready for it. Manny, Manny trained for this fight. He's a professional. He gets up for these fights, and, and he's going to knock him out. He's going to knock him out. Uh, Jeff Horn could have have uh, the height advantage. That's nothing. I I had more trouble with guys I fought my size than the taller guys that uh, had six inches on me. I just chop them down like a tree. I love the body, and that's all Manny could do. Manny's gonna cut the ring off on this guy. Manny's gonna hit this guy from all angles, and Manny's gonna be an aggressive. And when you got a buzzsaw like Manny Pacquiao on you, it's a hard thing to dissuade and a hard opponent to uh, to try to counter. And uh, Manny's going to be throwing punches and bunches, and uh, Jeff Horn is going to feel what it's like to really be in with a world-class fighter, and he's going to fold. Let me ask you this. Um, you know, I believe this is a win-win fight for Jeff Horn. It is. Uh, it is. You, know, he, you know, as long as he puts up some kind of a fight, he, he's going to get uh, other opportunities similar to Chris Algieri, although Chris Algieri, uh, you know, he capitalized on on uh, some of the opportunities that he that he had. I believe that Jeff Horn uh, is in a win win situation. But as far as Manny Pacquiao is concerned, what's next for him? I mean, uh, you know, does he have to look sensational in this fight? What if he doesn't look sensational? Are people going to say he's finished? Um, does he continue his career? I don't even know why he's fighting anymore. I mean, he's got nothing left to prove. Um, will he do something? that Floyd Mayweather refuses to do, and that's fight a young buck coming up, like a or not even coming up, a guy that's an established champion like Keith Thurman or, or now Errol Spence or even a guy that's uh, lost his last two fights, but Kell Brook. I mean, would Manny Pacquiao uh, go in the ring with one of these guys, or is he focused on possibly trying to obtain a rematch with Floyd, uh, and if he doesn't get it, you know, uh, ride off into the sunset? I mean, it's it's... It's hard to gauge. I mean, the most likely scenario would be a Terrence Crawford fight. There's been talk about that fight now for about a year. Uh, they are promoted by the same guy. Um, you know, Bob Arum looks at that as a win-win situation for himself. It could be uh, a nice uh, uh, win for Manny if he beats Crawford. Or if Crawford beats Manny, it's a, an official passing of the torch. I, I mean, there are options for Manny. But does he have to do them? I, I mean, it's 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 very confusing to me why Manny Pacquiao is even doing what he's doing. I mean, he he seemingly has made plenty of money in his career. What's your thoughts? Well, it's like I said from the get-go. The only fight that I really supported and I wanted to see, even though I professed the night it happened that I would never want to see a rematch, the only fight I could see Manny Pacquiao validating his comeback and going back to the mountain, going back to the well, would be a fight against Floyd Mayweather. Now, this has not happened in these years, and um, <clears throat> I don't see what's really left for Manny Pacquiao. Like I said, here's an eight division, eight-time world champion, and uh, he's done everything he could. You know, and when he if, if he was going to be stepping in the ring with a with a uh, 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 one of these other top top welterweight champs or something else. It would be a totally different conversation you and I would be having right now, as far as why if he was going to be fighting Keith Thurman uh, Saturday night, uh, you know, you and I would be talking. Well, Pat Manny, this might be his last fight. He might get hurt. He might this and that. Because I think that's a very tough fight for uh, Manny Pacquiao against a Keith Thurman. Um, but 
you know, we were talking about Manny Pacquiao versus Jeff Horn. It's Jeff Horn's opportunity. It's his uh, his uh, chance on a world stage to make a name for himself, to to be a credible contender or fighter uh, in the limelight, uh, and uh, making it and and possibly beating Manny would be would be uh, a, a lucky draw of the straws. Uh, so it's his it's his great opportunity. And really, to say this, he's just got to look good. He's got to look respectful. He's got to last a couple good rounds, and he's got to he's got to come out and you know, with the fire to win. Uh, I think Manny Pacquiao is going to stop him, though. And uh, what's left for Manny after that? I don't know. The whole purpose of Manny coming back, I thought, was to fight Floyd Mayweather. So I haven't been really caring to watch any of these other fights that Manny's doing because he doesn't need to. Well, I think that was Manny's goal. But Floyd's not going to give Manny Pacquiao another chance at him. Um, he's too risky uh, for, for Floyd. And Floyd doesn't take chances. He takes the easy way out. We all know that. Uh, so I think the next logical one, like my man Sherman in the chat room, well, in, on Facebook is saying, it's true. Terrence Crawford is probably the guy um, if Manny continues. I personally don't think he needs to. And, and quite no. frankly, I don't even think he should be doing what he's doing. He, he has an opportunity. He beat Jesse Vargas for the, for the title. And, you know, one of the most important things as a pro boxer, in my opinion, is to retire as a champion and never come back uh, because they can never take your title away. You know, I said the other day, uh, Lennox Lewis, I was never a big fan of Lennox Lewis while he was uh, fighting, but I've come to respect him more and more uh, because he's a guy that, uh, uh, you know, retired as a champ and, and, and never came back, you know. So it's going to be interesting to see. And, and one thing I will comment on what you said, if Manny Pacquiao did come back uh, after beating Horn on Saturday, which I'm sure he will, and if he doesn't, that might be uh, as big of an upset as if Conor McGregor could beat Floyd, you know. But... Um, I think that if 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 Manny did come back and fight a guy like Keith Thurman, that's what great fighters do, though, Sal. You know, I mean, that's true. I mean, I, you know, I, even though it's not logical and doesn't make sense uh, for Manny, as far as you know, Manny's uh, situation and and where he's at in his career, but when you look through the history books and you see all the past, you know, all time great fighters, that's exactly what they do. They come back and they go after the top guy. You know, they go after, you know, an aging fighter that wants that glory one more time, comes back and goes for the best guy they can find. And you can make yes. a strong argument that the best guy in the welterweight division is Keith Thurman or possibly Errol Spence Jr. Uh, so, I mean, you know, it would be one of those two guys. You know, unlike, and this has been my gripe with Floyd Mayweather, Floyd has never done that, ever. You know, at least for no. the last 10 or 12 years, he's never seeked out the best of any division, let alone his own. You know, he just hasn't done it. And how people can label him the best ever is, is beyond me. It's a joke. You know, so at least I give Manny credit, uh, not so much for, you know, the Jeff Horn fight, but he fought Timothy Bradley after Mayweather. He fought Jesse Vargas, who was a champion, uh, young champion, tough guy. Uh, you know, you, you got to give him credit for that. Yes, you do, and and uh, you're one hundred percent right. And like I said, if if he, you know, we we just look at the history and how it repeats itself. You know, is this Joe Lewis uh, uh, in his later years? Is this going to be Sugar Ray Robinson in his later years? You know, he, he they're 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 great former champions, and they they uh, 
they went out and passing the torch several times. And, you know, their last couple of fights, they uh, they didn't fare so well. So maybe this is going to be Manny's uh, way that he wants to follow that pathway. Not intentionally, of course, because that's why you're a fighter. You feel you could beat everybody anytime. And that's the fight in you. Um, I would like to see, and I'm, I'm, I hate to say this, but, um, you know, Manny Pacquiao should get well past this fight with Jeff Horn. And I think that, uh, you know, if Jeff Horn looks good and, and uh, is credible and, and, and uh, shows a good offense and a good chin, uh, maybe he'll be in a mix uh, uh, for, for unification or some for, for future title fights with a Keith Thurman or Kell Brook or, or uh, Errol Spence. But those top guys right there and Terrence Crawford, I mean, you got, you got a beautiful – formulation right there with the round robin effect that I always talk about those guys fighting uh, on the level that they are in the, in the same weight division is going to be hard to top and hard that's going to be a whole gauntlet that Manny Pacquiao could choose to go through if he wishes to do so uh, and I think one of those guys is going to be have a different answer for Manny than Jeff Horn well no doubt and you know uh, they're making some points uh in the chat rooms. By the way, if you're watching the uh, feed, uh, check out our official chat room, billycboxing.com. Go into the chat room there. I can't uh, read. But uh, we also have uh, uh, the Facebook. Uh, we're, we're simulcasting on Facebook. And if you're watching us on Facebook, whether you're watching us live or whether you go to the feed later, remember, that's not the, televi the television video feed. If you want to see the actual t TV video feed, you got to go to the YouTube page or BillyCBoxing.com. Um, but both of those fights, uh, Manny Pacquiao against uh, Crawford or uh, Keith Thurman would be uh, very lucrative for, for both fighters, and it would be um, a good fight. I mean, styles make fights, and I, I couldn't see uh, a fight between Terrence Crawford and Pacquiao or Pacquiao and Thurman uh, being, uh, you know, anticlimactic like, uh, like uh, you know, Pacquiao Mayweather was. I, I you know, both fighters in, in uh, Crawford and Keith Thurman do engage. Uh, they do, uh, they both box well, but they uh, also are not afraid to engage. Uh, you know, you would think that Thurman, um, uh, you know, has got a little more pop because he's bigger. But, uh, you know, Terrence Crawford has that mean streak in him when he's inside the ring. I mean, I would love to see it. But, again, I go, I go back to the fact that, you know, what does Manny have left to prove? I mean, he's 38 years old. You know, that's the, that's the problem with, with fighters today, Sal. I mean, well, well, any athlete, you know, it's hard to let go. And, and you still wonder why um, he's, uh, he's even fighting. You know what I mean? As you're shuffling all your papers. So true, Bill. So true. Okay, is that it? That was a quick no, answer. no, it's so true. Because you know what? I, 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 like I said, maybe I'm a little extreme, a little off the wall, but there's nothing more that I'd like to do right now than to be back in that ring fighting. I mean, you know, every day we talk fights in the pizzeria. Every day I'm throwing combinations. Every day my staff knows how to charge me up. They ring the bell. I do my thing. And we're talking boxing. We're talking this. We're talking boxing without Billy C because you're not here. But the thing is this, you know, Every fighter has a hard time saying goodbye to uh, what they've done and what they've been passionate about, what they know how to do. And, uh, you know, I remember one of, one of my old trainers, uh, he used to say, Sal, the fight game is very, very tricky. And, uh, you know, by the time you learn everything uh, you need to know about boxing, 
it's time to retire. (laughs) You know, but you know, you don't want to let it go. You don't. And, and that's why I can understand a little bit how Manny Pacquiao is holding on. And, uh, you know, these are the glory days for these guys. These are, there's nothing else that's going to match it in their whole life. Uh, nothing that they're going to rise to the case. I mean, yes, there is. I mean, you got, you got challenges, you got other opportunities, you got other mountains to climb. However, being under the spotlight, being on a world stage, and being something like uh, like putting it mano de mano, it's 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 the fire. It's the it's the it's the intensity. It's the, the drama. It's the you know thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. You know that's the whole thing. I've heard that and somewhere. It's emotional attraction. It's an emotional boxing could be an emotional drug. That's hard. It's it's, uh, it's hard to let it go. It the, really is. The thrill of victory, the agony of defeat. I heard that somewhere. I heard that before. You know? Did I call it that? I love, uh, no, you didn't. I loved that, <laughs> I loved that on uh, Wide World of Sports, watching that. Oh, the man. agony of defeat, watching that skier just that wiping skier, out. Man. Oh, he, did, he does a 360, and uh, he, he looked like a, uh, oh, man, he looked like a helicopter blade coming off that ramp. Yep, no doubt, no doubt. But, uh, hey, Sal, uh, we're going to take right. another break, and uh, when we come back, uh, we got uh, some emails to read, and I got some more news to talk about. So uh, we'll be back in two. Billy C will be right back. Part of the Billy C Boxing Network. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now, or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy, Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're watching and listening to the Billy C. Show. Glad you could be with us. And uh, speaking of being with us, we, we'd love to have you join us for our uh, next Billy C. event and uh, our next Billy C. get-together will be taking place on August 25th and 26th uh, on uh, beautiful St. Simons Island in Georgia. Uh, we will be having it at the Sea Palms Resort. A uh, lot of stuff going on. We're going to have some uh, boxing uh, celebrities there. Uh, we've already gotten uh, Bobby Chez uh, to agree to come, and uh, I'm working on uh, some other uh, fighters that we'll announce soon. Uh, I think we're going to even get Larry Hazard to come. we got... Uh, Renowned trainer out of Tampa, Florida, Sherman Henson. Going to be doing some uh, uh, demos and uh, training techniques. And my man Sal Rocky Senecola has, uh, you know, basically said he's the one that uh, Sherman's going to slap around. So we're excited to uh, watch that. Anytime I see Sal get slapped around, I enjoy it. You know, as long Absolutely. As, as long so as do he, I. As long as he <laughs> makes the pizza first. So uh, come on down. We'll have a meet and greet. We got... Uh, uh, some food. We got uh, a golf tournament of you know all for fun because I don't even play golf that well. I have a hard time hitting it through the uh, the spinning uh, uh, you know uh, wheel all the time. Oh, we're not playing miniature golf. Are we playing real golf or miniature golf? No, I'm only kidding. It <laughs> is re- it is real golf. Yeah, but miniature golf is a bad. But uh, uh, anyway, I might just drive the cart and drink. I don't know. But uh, uh, we're gonna have a golf tournament. We're also gonna be. Sal and I have worked on a new TV show that's uh, going to be airing uh, in July. It's called Billy C's Boxing Revisited. And uh, we're going to be uh, doing uh, one of these, at least one, uh, during this weekend where you guys will be part of the audience. So uh, uh, it'll, uh, that'll be fun. And then, of course, we're uh, going to culminate uh, with the uh, 
<clears throat> farce of a fight called McGregor Mayweather. So uh, uh, you guys can uh, come on down and have equal amount of fun with us making fun of the fight, and we can all uh, enjoy it together. The C-Palms has some great package deals. Uh, and like I said earlier, I believe uh, it's like 230 bucks, 235 bucks a person based on W occupancy. You get uh, the room for the uh, really nice rooms at the uh, C-Palm. Uh, for two nights, you get breakfast, you get the meet and greet and the food that's going to be offered there. You get access to the fight and the uh, Bo Billy C. Boxing Revisited. Plus, we're all going to truck over to Sal's and uh, Sal will let you sample some of his pizzas. We're going to have a good time, man. Absolutely. Bill, I'm so excited about this. We are going to have a great time. And it's perfect timing. It is the week before Labor Day weekend. So everybody has could have their plans for Labor Day. Well, this won't interfere because it's the week before. And it's a perfect time to have your last chance getaway and, and uh, come on down and uh, stay at the beautiful Sea Palms and check out my island, St. Simon's Island. I love and, to see uh, I I love the Sea Palms. Remember the, the last time oh, yeah. I was there, I, I I even said to the powers that be at Sea Palms, hey, you know, because I've talked about coming down and uh, uh, you know, actually, uh, you know, destroying the island by living there. And uh, you know, I said to Sal, <laughs> hey, you know, you 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 let me move in. At, the Sea Palms had a nice place for me. I would live right there. That's where I would live. And uh, that that uh, particular. Uh, uh, sweet, I got last time is exactly where I would live. That's where you should bring. I tell you the truth, Sal. Billy, you they know, have beautiful I, condos like that all throughout Sea Palms, uh, uh, plantation. There, I mean, we could both let's go partners. We'll buy a condo. We'll use it for whatever we uh, want to do to come on down. No, that's listen. The the actually the the young lady I met um, uh, at uh, at your place, she had one of those condos uh, that was uh, they're on the opposite side of where I stayed, but. I would love to uh, get one of those myself and uh, and come on down. What I what I think would be really good is if we did the show alternate from uh, from a studio down there and a studio yes. here. You know that's that's what I think. But anyway, let's uh, let's get people caught up. Uh, we got some emails to read. I got some more boxing news. But first, in Major League Baseball, uh, the Phillies beat the Mariners five. Uh, I'm sorry, the Phillies beat. Yeah, the Mariners five to four. The Giants beat the Rock. Can't even read my own writing. Giants beat the Rockies five to three. The Nationals beat the Cubbies eight to four. Pirates over the Rays six to two. Blue Jays over the Orioles four nothing. Four nothing. The Twins uh, beat the Red Sox four to one. Uh, the Indians over the Texas Rangers five to three. The Royals over the Tigers eight to two. Reds beat the Brewers four to three. Uh, the Astros uh, keep winning. They beat the A's eleven to eight. The Cardinals over the Diamondbacks, four to three. The Angels over the Dodgers. My Dodgers lost. Uh, Angels Dodgers. Uh, three to two. The Padres seven. The Braves four. The Yankees uh, beat up on the White Sox, twelve to three. And my wow. team actually won again. Uh, the Mets, uh, but behind Stephen Matz, uh, shut out the Marlins, which typically they can't beat, eight to nothing. So uh, that's wow. a place in baseball. Yeah, I don't know. They're showing some good life. I think what's happened with that is that. Uh, there were uh, some other uh, players, some quality players, dressed up as Mets uh, the last couple of days, <laughs> and uh, uh, that's why the Mets have won. But uh, let's get some emails out the way. This first one is from Jesse. He says, hey, Billy C. and Sal, I read that Ray Vargas will face Chris Avelos. Uh, is this just a stay-busy fight for Vargas uh, since uh, Avelos is basically just a show-up-and-cash-in fighter? Um, yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, Chris Avelos is a tough uh 
fighter. He's a, he's a good opponent, and uh, I think that's exactly what Ray Vargas was looking for, a stay-busy type fight, but not against a typical slug. I think uh, uh, Chris Avellos uh, does win, uh, and he does come to fight. I, I, don't, I don't think that he just shows up for a payday. I think he comes and, and tries to win, but uh, usually when he's facing that upper-level competition, uh, he doesn't fare well. When he faces a uh, level of opposition like himself or lower, he does well, and that's where he got, to all, got all his wins from, obviously. He says, how does ESPN showing of Manny versus Horn work? Does ESPN pay top rank to show the fight, or does top rank pay ESPN to air the fight? You know, that's a good question. We were talking about that and comparing it to Al Heyman's uh, boxing pre, uh, premier boxing champion series. When uh, the PBC first hit, they actually were paying the networks with the exception of Showtime. And the model was very confusing. I thought that by them doing that, they would build up the fighters, paying for the slot, and then culminate to a pay-per-view event, which they never did. And uh, there, what it seems that Al Heyman was trying to do was build up a, a big audience, then come back and offer that series to the same networks he was paying for the time and have them pay him for it. The way I'm 100% sure, but, uh, well, let me rephrase that. I'm 99% sure because I don't know for a fact, but I would bet my last nickel if I had one uh, on the fact that ESPN is paying top rank uh, for the uh, uh, United States broadcast rights and they'll be taking the feed that's already in place from Australia. Um, you know, knowing uh, Bob Arum and Top Rank, I doubt very much that they would pay for the time because what would they get out of it? I think that the uh, um, ESPN, by paying for the time, can up their uh, advertising costs to potential uh, uh, advertisers because of the large audience that they know that they will have. So I'm, I'm pretty sure, 99.999% sure, that ESPN is paying top rank uh, for this broadcast and not the other way around. Uh, he says, the way I read and see videos on Horn, uh, he's basically saying that he's relying on one shot to knock out Manny Pacquiao. He can't just rely on one shot. He must move and outwork Manny in the inside, which is big, uh, which is likely not to happen. I disagree with Dax that Horn has a very good shot with his experience against uh, um, Ali and Bailey and some Euro fighters, that's not enough. Even if Manny isn't taking the fight as serious as uh, he takes his texting during press conferences, Horn still has a long shot, um, but uh, that should be uh, worrisome that Manny isn't too focused. Uh, will you see the entire Manny Horn card? Any fights or fighters that you're looking forward to on that card? Yeah, I will watch it. It'll be interesting to see some of them. But, um, yeah, Dax, uh, I don't think Dax was giving him that much of a chance, but I don't know. Dax also feels that, um, you know, uh, uh, Heather Hardy is a quality fighter, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't think that um, that Horn has much of a chance, and I certainly don't think that him moving around would uh, would be advantageous to him. What, what do you think, Sal? No, I, I, I think, uh, like I said, it's, it is his opportunity, but I, I just think that... Uh, you know, I, I I don't give him much of a chance. I mean, he's gonna go out there and he's gonna do his best. And if he looks respectful, looks looks good, he'll position himself in in the future for good likely fights. And uh, and uh, I'm not writing the guy off because uh, I'll be contradictive of what I always say. Any given night, something can happen. 
and that holds true. Any given night, something could happen. I mean, uh, he could come up with a good shot, and uh, it's going to be a short night on the other end. But uh, it's unlikely. Uh, black and white facts on paper and uh, without the variables that could happen in the course of a fight all point to uh, him not coming up as the victor. You know, I, the thing is, is I guess the only way to really be effective against Manny Pacquiao is to uh, possibly, you know, um, get him in the corners or against the ropes, similar to what Juan Manuel Marquez did, and try and uh, catch him. Um, you know, because uh, because of his hand speed and his unorthodox style of delivering punches from all angles, um, I, I think the only way to to really beat him would be to to try to you know bully him into a corner or or against the ropes and and you know smother him so to speak. But um, but Jeff Horn, his physical build isn't conducive to that. I mean, he's so much taller, and uh, I don't think he's going to be able to do it. I, you know, maybe no. maybe the size, uh, maybe because he is bigger, he'll be able to muscle Manny. But I, I don't think I, I think that his physical attributes are perfect for Manny to look good, even at 38 oh, it years is. old. It, it, I agree with you. It is. And uh, believe me, uh, Manny's the A fighter here. We know that. And let me ask you this, because I haven't heard much about it. Usually a fight fighter like this coming into the, to a to a big mega fight like this for him at 17 fights or 18 fights, usually we've heard, we will hear about a stellar, I mean stellar hundreds of fights as an amateur. I haven't heard anything about this guy's amateur career. Have you? No. I no, haven't. that's what I'm saying. I you mean, know, so I... we don't know. And you would think if he was going to be uh, uh, showcased as as the A fighter or something like that, you'd hear more. Oh, he had a stellar amateur career. He had 300 wins, or he had 200 wins, or even had a hundred wins. But uh, I haven't heard he, that he's had any amateur fights. I mean, I'm sure he has. But uh, what I'm saying is. Usually, with a fighter with this little experience, they'll build it predicated on well, he's you know he's a world beater. He did this in, in the Olympics, or he he uh, won these uh, Australian nationals, or he did this on here. I haven't heard any one iona of uh, an amateur fight career. Well, yeah, we're we're not hearing the same stuff uh, about Conor McGregor either, right? Who? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know. Well, um, so uh, we got uh, another email here. This one's from uh, Joel. And uh, Joel says, uh, hey, Billy C., what are your thoughts on Phil Jackson and the Knicks uh, mutually agreeing to part ways? It seems the New York area is very happy that Jackson's leaving, uh, being he was overpaid and did nothing to improve the legacy of a franchise who's probably considered the, one of the most popular in the NBA when the team does well as they did in the mid uh, to late 90s. Um, my thoughts on Phil Jackson is, uh, you know, with the money, and it's not just basketball, but with the money that teams, professional sports, pay the athletes today, uh, football, baseball, basketball, uh, etc. cetera, um, you know, when a team starts doing badly, the guys that go, are the head coaches or the GMs, and they're the ones that get all the blame. They're not a team owner uh, or ownership is not going to get rid of a guy that they're paying $100 million to over a course of uh, you know several years or whatever. They're going to get rid of the coach 
that they're uh, you know paying uh, much less to. Now, in Jackson's case, they did give him an outrageous contract that um, they're looking to settle, which they did. I, I believe it was around sixty million over the cost uh, over the um, whole length of the, the contract, and I think he agreed to just walk away and settle on a measly twenty point five or twenty point four million, which I don't know how he can live on that, Sal, but. Uh, um, you know, Phil let Jackson, me, let me show. Yeah. Phil Jackson has been there, done that. You know, he, uh, has many, many championship rings as a player and a coach. Uh, there's nothing really, uh, you can do, uh, from a criticism point to, 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 you know, really beat up on Phil Jackson, except the fact that he was beyond his, uh, years, so to speak. And, I believe that the the fault really should fall on the ownership. Uh, Dolan uh, should have never made the deal. Uh, should have never thrown that much money uh, at a guy like like Phil Jackson at this stage of his career and life. The same thing is happening with uh, uh, what's his name uh, with Miami. Um, you know they're they're starting to fall. Um, what the heck's his name? Why can't I think of uh, who's the other uh, super? Uh, coach in the nba um uh, you know who i'm thinking of oh god somebody better help i know me who out. you're thinking of i just uh uh anyway pat riley pat riley uh, pat knew, riley yes, yeah, yes i yes, knew yes. i knew it was gonna come to me but uh uh yeah pat riley same thing he he's uh you know not doing as well um down south but you can't criticize him for what he's done in the past you know uh, same thing with Phil Jackson. So um, I think that uh, I think it was time, and the Knicks have a lot more problems than Phil Jackson. What I didn't like about the story was that their uh, uh, you know one of their young draft picks said you know it basically went AWOL and said he doesn't want to play if Jackson's involved. Uh, felt uh, very slighted when he was doing a workout and uh, Jackson was falling asleep. You know, but uh, it is what it is. Um, he also says, uh, secondly, do you and Sal have any interest in the Povetkin-Rudunko fight, uh, which is scheduled this Saturday in Russia? I'm absolutely watching the card as it's available through Fight TV. And by the way, if you want to watch all these cards, make sure you download our app. Go to Fight, that's F-I-T-E, fight.tv slash Billy C. Download our app for free right now, and uh, you'll be able to watch all these fights. Or you can just get them right on the front page of our website. If you go to BillyCBoxing.com, we have uh, uh, the uh, player uh, for Fight TV. So uh, all those fights you can watch uh, uh, on uh, BillyCBoxing.com. He says, uh, if I had something better to do, I'd probably watch it on demand, but I'll be home and I'll check out the whole card. What do you and Sal think uh, Pavetkin can do with a win here? Has the ship sailed on the chance to fight Wilder? Um, you know, that's uh, a good segue Sal, because yeah. um, Povetkin, you know, there's reports that he's looking real good and, and everything else. But my, my, my question is, and I, and I do think he's a quality fighter, but my question is, how many chances does this guy get? I mean, you know, he tested positive not once but twice um, to fight uh, Povetkin. I mean, uh, to fight uh, Wilder. And, and he also tested positive for another fight uh, prior to that. So, I mean, he has a history of failing the uh, performance-enhancing drug tests, um, you know, that he's always claimed, uh, you know, were incorrect test results. As far as fighting Deontay Wilder, I think Deontay Wilder is using the fact that he tested uh, positive uh, to avoid him. 
The same thing happened with Luis Ortiz. Luis Ortiz tested positive for performance-enhancing drugs three or four years ago and uh, has, has been tested many, many times since. And Deontay Wilder says he's not going to fight him because he's a cheater. You know, I think Deontay Wilder is a fraud, personally. Uh, I know he doesn't think so. He thinks, he believes that he's, uh, you know, the best heavyweight in the world. And he, he certainly hasn't fought anyone close to being a real uh, top-notch uh, heavyweight. But as far as Alexander Povetkin's concerned, how many chances does the guy get? You know, he is fighting for uh, a WBO international title, uh, which is on the line, and also the WBA intercontinental title is on the line. So he's uh, got two sanctioning bodies that are sanctioning his fights, um, you know, which maybe opens up the doors uh, for an opportunity to fight Anthony Joshua, who holds the uh, the WBA uh, title or Joseph Parker who holds the WBO title I, I think uh, I, I think it's all going to boil down to how this guy tests I mean um, you know as long as performance enhancing drugs are illegal you're not supposed to take them I mean <laughs> you know how many if the guy keeps cheating how many chances does he get Sal well I think he should start a new division call it uh the WB performance enhancing drug usage uh, division of boxing, and uh, <laughs> he doesn't have to worry about being disqualified. And that's it. Let everybody that wants to use performance enhancing drugs go to a new division and uh, see where it gets them. But the bottom line is, no, I, I'm telling you, <laughs> how many chances is this guy going to get? And you know what? You keep going back to the well. If you can't believe in yourself, if you can't believe that God gave you certain ability, certain talent, and you got to enhance it, do what you got to do to improve yourself. You know what? You're counting on a freaking drug to do something to you, and uh, so you have false bravado or confidence anyway. So the bottom line is this guy, you know, I, I think it should be a three-strike rule. He gets caught one more time, out, banned for life, whatever, in any credible way, shape, or form. I don't I, know. I got a question for you. I guess you do. How many licks does it take to get the center of a Tootsie Roll pop? That's what I want to know. You know what? Let me tell you. I'm still licking. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. I don't know. I used to remember that. I counted, actually. I counted up a couple hundred uh, when I was a kid. Well, that, that Al that Al says, let me see. One, two, three. <laughs> One, oh, takes two, three. three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, Povetkin looking uh, looking sharp, but uh, still a lot of question marks uh, around uh, uh, Alexander uh, Povetkin. Yes, and it, it, it's a shame. He's got some ability. He's got some talent, you know. And uh, the the whole drug situation is is just a bad bad scenario. You know what? Use what God gave you, and 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 take nutrition. Uh, nutritional supplements are fine that are not banned off the list and, and uh, do what you got to do and, and make yourself the, uh, the very best you can. Yeah, but it all starts mentally. If you're taking performance-enhancing drugs, there's already a deficit that you can't believe. You don't believe you could do it on your own. You're going to count on something that's going to help you. So right there and there, that's a deficit. You're done. You know, human nature, human nature is like you try to take the easy way out. And, and and it's not right, especially in sports. Uh, for example, and and before people say, oh, I don't take the easy way. Well, you know, it, because of our intelligence level, the human race. You know, if you're if you're at a stream, and you're ready to cross the stream, and and you have a choice of what wading through the stream and getting soaking wet, 
or you happen to notice a, a couple of rocks protruding through the water that you can jump across and stay dry, that's where our intelligence takes over, and it's the easier way to get to the other side, right? Well, well, maybe you could slip on the algae. On no, the you, you could. Break your you neck, could. So you, yeah. You're thinking about these things. It's you're a big good. decision, a thought process. You're, you're good. You're right. You're 100 percent right. But you're ruining my analogy here. You bastard. Okay, go ahead. You know, you're yeah, they're real, clean rocks. They're you're, great. They're you're buffer. a real, you're a real bastard about that, aren't you? But you're right. Okay. <laughs> you know, and if it was icy, you could do that too. But my point, my point is this. Uh, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that if a fighter feels it, it's like running. You know, you and I have talked about this many, many times. And as a matter of fact, I was on the phone with uh, uh, my man uh, Sherman Henson the other day. And, you know, a fighters today, uh, and I believe this, and I've talked to many, many fighters and trainers, and it's true. If you run, every fighter's got to run, right? If they run outside, that's better than running on a treadmill or, or a bike. And there's a lot of new trainers today that will disagree. They'll say cardio is cardio. So the fighter says, well, I think it's a heck of a lot easier to run on a treadmill, you know, watching TV or listening to my favorite tunes uh, than running outside, especially when it's raining or if I have to, you know, uh, dodge traffic and this and that if they're running in the street. Uh, so they take an easy way out. And that's my point, you know, and performance enhancing drugs seems to be an easy way out. Hey, take this supplement. It'll help uh, help you burn uh, fat better, you know, and it turns out to be uh, illegal, you know. I think if, if, you know, things in life, it always seems that uh, the road less traveled is the better road to take almost, you know. And uh, in, in sports, I believe that any shortcut is a bad cut. And uh, I think that uh, performance-enhancing drugs you know, appears to be the right decision for people. They It appears to get them to a place where they want to go easy and quick. Uh, and then in the long run, it's it's no good. I'm sure if somebody invented a pill that said, hey, take this pill, you'll lose 25 pounds safely. You know how many people, you know how many people would buy that, you know, rather than going to the gym? I don't know. I think we look for the easy way out too much, Sal. We do. That's our society. We have a propensity to uh, to want shortcuts to do things. We have a sense of urgency. It uh, uh, directs and motivates all of us to do different things. Um, but there's not there's nothing. Uh, I'm telling you, Bill. Nothing beats the old school. Doing it the old way. And and you know, like like you said, I I loved running, and almost to a degree where where I had to pull the reins back at times. Um, wait a minute! I saying, thought you were. You know, uh, wait a minute! I thought you were what? running, not riding a horse. Well, <clears throat> wait a minute! Hey, you this right, horse right walked now. into the bar the I other ran day. Like a horse. No, this I ran horse. Like a horse. This horse walked into the bar the other day, and I said, "Hey, why the long face?" But anyway, go ahead. <clears throat> All right, come on, Mister Red. Finish. You. We got to take a commercial break. Would you hurry up? I'm gonna stutter right now, right out of the gate, or the horse out of the gate. Okay. The bottom line is this. You know, what we're saying about treadmill versus real running. I love real running in a sense outside. I loved having going to go into the adverse conditions when it was seven degrees below zero and we were running at Fort Dix with the old army boxing team and a hellacious winter one time. And you gotta run with the combat boots, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. It it's part of the mental game, the metal that you could do things that, that are not easy for everyone to do. 
you know, whether you're running in the rain, whether you're running in the woods, you got to adjust your balance, your 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 uh, your ability to jump over ponds, to do these things, to shake it up, to tread it, uh, to 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 change it up. Yeah, there's some potential liability. You can slip, you can get hurt, you can do this, but it, it's across the board. And the bottom line is, yeah. The outdoors, the running, the intervals, the distance, the sprints, and all that. I believe in all that stuff, and you can't easily do that as 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 uh, efficiently on a treadmill. I like to I like to go on a football field, a track, do a quarter mile, uh, try to beat my 103. To do this, to do that, those were the things that I love to do, and those are the things that that I think you cannot replace in a pill, or you cannot replace with a treadmill. No doubt. Hey, listen, hold that thought. We're going to take a short break. When I come back, I got some quotes from uh, Joe Smith Jr. Uh, and All his right. fight. And I also got, I, I know you like to sponsor stuff, so I, I got some pricing for you for you to get involved with sponsoring McGregor Mayweather because uh, it's really okay. cheap, and, and we'll get to that as soon Absolutely. as uh, we get back from uh, from break. So uh, don't I'll go run out of coffee. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Network. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy, Billy C. C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're watching and listening to the Billy C Show. Glad you could be with us in uh, one more time today anyway. Don't forget, be with us when we're down at St. Simons Island, Georgia on August 25th and 26th. I'm actually going to be there a little earlier, so you're more than welcome to come down. But we're going to be doing a Billy C get-together August 25th and 26th at the beautiful Sea Palms Resort on St. Simons. Uh, we're going to have some boxing celebrities there. I know Bobby Chez has already agreed to come. Uh, renowned cha- trainer Sherman Henson will be doing uh, some uh, some demos on some training techniques. And uh, Sal Rocky Senecola will be his student. So we'll be uh, watching that. We're also going to be doing a meet and greet where there's some food involved. So you get that. Uh, the packages include breakfast, the uh, fight, which is uh, the McGregor-Mayweather uh, fight. We're also going to be doing a golf tournament. Uh, we're all going to truck over to Sal's and sample some of his pizza. So uh, we've got a great, we got a great, uh, great time for everybody. So uh, get a hold of the Sea Palms. Just visit our website, BillyCBoxing.com. Click on the Sea Palms banner and uh, mention uh, the Billy C Boxing event, and they'll give you all the pricing. I believe it's somewhere around two hundred and thirty bucks a person. Based on double, double occupancy, that includes the uh, room for two days, uh, the golf, Man. the meet and greet, the uh, Billy C's. Uh, you'll be part of a live audience for the Billy C's uh, Boxing Revisited show. Uh, it's going to be phenomenal. Mayweather wow. McGregor. Uh, we, oh. got, uh, we got the golf. We all of that breakfast. Uh, it's all included. So, uh, Billy, this sounds great. It sounds like an infomercial. And there's more. No, it's, wait. No, no, it wait. It's great. There is more. Because if you act now... You get to uh, eat some pizza at Sal's. Yeah, 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 right? Absolutely. No, you know what? I'm looking so forward to this, and uh, we're going to have a great time. I want to talk to you later and tell you a couple other things uh, regarding this weekend, but it's uh, it's going to be a stellar weekend. We're going to have a memorable 
I'm, we're gonna have a great idea. After uh, after after my man Sherman slaps you around with the mitts, uh, you're not gonna be able to say memorable either. But uh, got a couple of things to to mention real quick. Uh, come and watch, j- come and watch me get a beaten boy. <laughs> yeah, that's worth that. That's worth the trip down uh, by itself. My staff will be ringside. Oh, your staff is they're already. Well, you don't know that the staff has been sending me money. They they set this whole thing up. They want Sherman to slap the crap out of you. What are you kidding? You know. But uh, anyway. Um, Hey, say hello to Megan for me, will you? Say say hello to my my dream girl, Megan, next time you see her, will you? You know, come on, man. I'll see her in just a little while. There you go. But uh, anyway, uh, Joe Smith Jr. uh, is uh, scheduled to fight uh, on HBO July 15th on the HBO After Dark series. And uh, as you recall, he's 23 wins, one loss with 19 uh, wins coming by knockout. Keeps uh, getting passed over for his shot. Adonis Stevenson, uh, but uh, they're making him uh, fight uh, another guy who's only once beaten 19 and one with 14 knockouts in Sullivan Barrera. I love this fight. I believe that these two guys are very evenly matched, and I think that um, the winner, uh, no doubt, has to get Adonis Stevenson. Uh, both of these fighters uh, uh, have uh, passed up opportunities to fight him only because Stevenson has passed them by to take much weaker opposition. Joe Smith had an open workout yesterday. He says, it feels great to be fighting on HBO. I'm looking forward to it. I'm in great shape. I'm ready to put on a tremendous performance against Barrera. I'd like to fight Adonis Stevenson. I was ready this year. I'll be ready at any time, but now my focus is solely on uh, this fight, referring to Sullivan Barrera. He says, I'll definitely be going back uh, to working for the union in the future when I'm not training for a fight. It's a great job, and they've been supportive of me throughout my career, uh, which is kind of what we were saying the other day, how a lot of fighters today, Sal, uh, work uh, other jobs, and boxing is a, is a second uh, dairy uh, uh, business for them, uh, whereas years ago it was uh, you know more of a trade. That's so true. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad he has something to fall back on. And, you know, it sounds like he enjoys it. So uh, that's always good. But, uh, you know, when when he's doing what he's doing now for a limited period of time, you got to put the blinders on. It can't be too uh, too distracted by other things in your life. Hey, that's, Sal. That's the old school. Sal, you got your checkbook handy? Yeah, well, sure. Well, why? Because the reason why I ask is because uh, uh, they announced uh, uh, the pricing to uh, sponsor – uh, to be a major sponsor for uh, McGregor Mayweather. Um, All right. You, for, for uh, if you're looking to get uh, your uh, logos uh, on okay. the center of the ring at the Vegas uh, T-Mobile Arena, uh, the, branding, the branding on the ring card girls, which I would love to brand the ring card girls myself, uh, and on Easy. two of the ropes of the four ropes, and to get your uh, brand on two of the corners of the ring, not the red or blue corners, but the uh, non-fighter corners, the two neutral corners. Neutral. Uh, And uh, you get some uh, mentions uh, in the first minute of every round during the broadcast. And you get $500,000 worth of tickets. Guess how much that'll cost you? Uh, Let me guess, because this is real. I'm adding it all up in my mind. This has got to cost. It's got to cost out about two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Well, if you're getting five hundred thousand in tickets, would you skip math class that day? 
Oh, wait, wait, wait. You're getting $500,000 in tickets? Yeah, you're getting $500,000 in tickets. You're getting your logo on the in the center of the ring. You're getting your logo on two of the four ropes, and you get the ring post corners in the neutral corners, as well as wow. uh, uh, a mention of your uh, uh, brand uh, in the first minute of every round of the fight, which is only going to go a couple of rounds anyway. Um, you know what they're asking for that? Yeah, let me take a real guess now. But you're not getting a golf weekend with Billy and Sal. No, you're not um, getting yeah, that, which is way worth more. But. Which is the alternative. That's the alternative. You don't have to open up that big of a checkbook. Um, they've got to be asking at least $2 million. Ten. Ten million dollars. So, so for so for a sponsor. How come I feel like uh, what was what was the uh, what was the the movie series they had with the guy that a hundred thousand dollars with the with the with the what was it called? No, no, no. You're thinking you're thinking of of Shagalicious. Right, right. Yeah, Austin Powers. For ransom, we want $1 million. And they're all laughing at him. You know, $1 million. But uh, anyway, uh, wow. so for the Are low, low price, for the low, low price of $10 million, you get all of that. Now, just to give you an idea, if you paid $7 million to $10 million, that's the range, $7 to $10 million, uh, uh for a season, you get to have a 2.5-inch by 2.5-inch logo on uh, NBA basketball teams' jerseys like Goodyear is doing with the Cleveland Cavaliers. But at least they're playing X amount of games and you're on their jerseys for the whole thing, you know. So for that kind of money, you're getting uh, some payoff. For this, you're getting scammed. You know, the sponsorship dollars for McGregor Mayweather is just as much of a scam as will be the fight. So uh, there you have it. Uh, unbelievable. Speaking of a fight, the the next real fight that we'll uh, be watching, truthfully, is Triple G against Canelo Alvarez. And uh, they uh, had wrapped up their tour uh, early uh, in the week. And um, uh, as you know, uh, Triple G is undefeated, 37-0 with 33 knockouts. And Canelo Alvarez, 49-1 with a draw with 34 knockouts. Uh, Triple G... Uh, uh, his last fight was uh, the first fight in a long time, and they didn't win by knockout. Uh, they had this to say in that last press conference, uh, which uh, uh, took place, uh, uh, I believe, in uh, in Vegas or New York, it might have been. Uh, Canelo says, uh, this is going to be a very tough fight against Triple G. These There are fights that are difficult, and this is going to be one of them. I'm going to prepare like I always do, 100%. I'm happy we're giving the fans the fight they wanted and demanded. Uh, on September 16th, as uh, as that is a great motivation to me. This is very important to all Mexican fans, and I'm going to train as hard as I always do. Uh, Triple G said, this press tour has been great. I've been waiting 20 years to be in a fight like this. Canelo is a different guy than anyone I've ever faced. He's a huge fighter and a great champion. On September 16th, we will both put on a great boxing show. Um, wow. You know, I, I can't wait for this fight. And, you know, like I've said many, many times, if you asked me who was going to win this fight a year ago, I would have very quickly said Triple G easily. I'm not so sure right now, Sal. I love Triple G. He's uh, one of my favorite active fighters today. Uh, Canelo Alvarez, extremely talented fighter. I have seen him get better and better. He still has one weakness that he hasn't improved. We've talked about it a million times, which happens to help uh, Triple G. 
But uh, but I, I think the truth of the matter is, is uh, Canelo is much bigger than Triple G. I don't care. You'll see it when when they stand next to each other. Uh, I know uh, Triple G has, I think, a half inch or an inch height advantage. But physically, the build themselves, I think Alvarez will be uh, the bigger man on fight night. Uh, what do you think uh, of how the press tour went? Uh, went very controlled in both these guys despite being uh, in, you know, arguably their biggest fights of their careers, uh, are uh, acting like professionals during the, uh, during the press tour? Oh, I think it's phenomenal. I think it's a good mark for boxing. And I think these guys are doing what they're supposed to do. They're they're being respectful. They're they're being uh, they're making themselves to uh, hopefully be their best that night. And and they uh, they do know the magnitude and the significance of what this fight holds, not only for the middleweight division but for boxing, because all eyes are going to be on this, especially after a fa- uh, a false fraud. Uh, uh, make up, fake up fight with uh, Mayweather and and this this other guy, Conor McGregor. Uh, this is gonna be one of the biggest fights this year, let alone maybe 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 several years, maybe a decade. I don't know. It's gonna be a great fight. I love it. I love this fight. Can't wait to can't wait to uh, watch it, and uh, maybe we'll even be watching it uh, in St. Simons. But uh... I think we're gonna try and work for that. I'm gonna I'm gonna do whatever I can to do to make that happen. So we might have. Uh, St. Simon's revisited. <laughs> hey, that's right. And uh, uh, that's uh, coming along really well. Uh, we got uh, uh, the shows all set. You know, I got to get you your copies. But anyway. I'd love to look at it. On, hey, by the way, did you download it or did you just watch it uh, from the Can link? Can I tell I you something? You know me with technology, Bill. I think you just you watched it. it's going to take an hour. You said it's going to do this, do this, and that, and to download it. I opened the thing up and boom, there it was. No, so that's because that's because you didn't so download it. Down. You didn't I even download it. Said, hey, all play, all you did, all you did, was double clicked on the link and you played it. That's, that's it. what you did. So you don't have it. You don't even have it because it's going to be what coming. Do you mean I don't have it's it. Being, I could double click the no, link. That again, link no, that link. It's not going to be on that link forever. What, are you kidding me? You I'm know how much space? Find it. I got uh, Then it's going to be the missing link. I'll tell you, you know how much space is that taking up on, on one of our servers? It's killing me. Anyway, on this day, June 29th, which you have no idea about. Your space to you is on the counter. But uh, <laughs> on this day, June 29th, in 1876, Joe Start of the New York Mutuals hits into Major League Baseball's first triple play during an 8 to nothing loss at St. Louis. Uh... The shortstop, the way he hit into this, he hit it to the shortstop. So the shortstop goes to first base, first base to second base, second base to third base, and that's where we got the uh, three outs. Shortstop to first, there's one out. First base to second, there's two outs. Second base to third, there's three outs. First Major League Baseball triple play took place on this day in 1876. I know it's not boxing, but pretty interesting uh, to consider, uh, you know, that Maybe they weren't as fast to runners as I was going to say. They must have been running slow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, usually it's the other. They, usually it starts at third when they get the double play. But uh, anyway, no. Were, were they allowed to lead off the base? <laughs> were they allowed? To go 
go off the bat. Well, I'll tell you one thing they were allowed to do. They were allowed they to smoke cigars and drink uh, beer and eat hot dogs in the dugout, something that they don't do today. But uh, Especially the guy going for third. I know. Well, he, he, they didn't tell you that. He took a he took a rest halfway between second and third. You know. but, he stopped and shook the shortstop's head. Right, exactly. First. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> On this day, June 29th in 1916, Despite giving away 35 pounds, Jack Dillon wins a 10-round decision over Frank Moran in the first major ballpark fight that took place in the United States, and it took place uh, at Brooklyn's Washington Park. Dillon uh, weighed 169 pounds, and Moran weighed 204.5 pounds. Uh, Dillon won $40,000 as his purse, in front of uh, 18,000 fans. And in 1916, boys and girls, 40 grand was huge. Let me just tell you this, in case you don't know who uh, Frank Moran was, Frank Moran was a guy who fought for the world heavyweight title. He fought and lost to Jack Johnson. So a uh, uh, big fight for uh, Jack Dillon in 1916. On this day... $40,000 back there, Bill. Had to be millions in today's dollars. Well, had, had to be uh, definitely over a million. You know, but uh, I mean, people were working for two dollars a week. Uh, I know. You know in 1916, but uh, on this day in 1933, one of the most underrated fighters uh, in the history of boxing. And uh, after reading the book about him, I, I learned that you know he doesn't really get the credit that he deserves. Primo Carnera uh, knocks out Jack Sharkey in the sixth round to win the world heavyweight title. It took place in uh, Long Island City, New York, uh, on this day in 1933. You know, he was in good shape, too, uh, Primo Carnera. It's it's an interesting read if you ever uh, are curious about him. I think he got a bad rap a couple of times. Well, he got a bad rap because he definitely started out as just a big doofus. But towards the end of his career, he did learn to, uh, uh, you know, deliver a jab. And he was such a big man for the time. And he was in good shape. It wasn't just like he was just a big, huge guy. He was in good shape. And he was a hero in Italy. As a matter of fact... Um, they uh, they made his uh, uh, home a, a museum in Italy, and he's uh, on stamps and everything in Italy. So uh, wow. Primo Carnera. Anyway, on this day, uh, June 29th in 1950, the Yankees. Uh, I wonder why uh, this is. There's a lot of non-boxing stuff today. The Yankees recall lefty uh, Ed Whiter, uh, Ed Whitey Ford from their uh, Kansas City Double A minor league team, and he wins his first nine decisions. Uh, to help the uh, Bombers win their second straight pennant. And that took place in 1950. Everybody knows uh, Whitey Ford. Uh, you just didn't know the f- his first name was actually Ed. And on this day in Never 19- knew that. Yeah. And on this day in 1982, the Nets trade guard Ray Williams uh, to the Kansas City Omaha Kings for guard Phil Ford. So uh, we, got you, we got you a lot of, uh, uh, you know, uh, sports news, uh, a lot of it in New York. Uh, as a matter of fact, all of it uh, taking place uh, in New York, the New York Mutuals, uh, Brooklyn's Washington Park, uh, Primo Carnera in Long Island City, New York, the Yankees, which uh, unfortunately are from New York, and uh, the Nets, which in 1982 were playing uh, out of Long Island, and thus uh, the reason uh, I'm a fan. But uh, anyway, hey, man, that concludes our show for today. We won't be doing a live show tomorrow, so I want you guys to make sure that you tune in Monday morning. Same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, ciao, baby.